Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Nerd with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Buenos! For those of you who watched the episode last week, you might be noticing we're wearing the exact same outfits. Uh, that's because we're starting a new shorter format of the show. Um, we're going to be doing a little bit shorter episodes. Um, but the hope is that the episodes are more condensed, less of us rambling, and more content that you guys love, and more regular of a schedule. So I uh, hope you guys like that. Make sure to like and subscribe. Check out all the the Patreon website, you know, all that good stuff helps support the show. We do appreciate all that. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, the new uh, movie out in theaters now. Um, And spoiler alert, it was great. Um, But we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. First, let's start off with some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, why don't you start with a nerdy confession this time? My nerdy confession, um, even though I'm extremely upset uh, with the pricing of packs of <laughs> Magic the Gathering and the new set, the Masters. Commander um, Masters. Commander Masters. I still bought like four packs, man. Um, and they... They are expensive. Super. Now, I will say, I definitely got some good cards. So I got lucky, which is weird. I never get lucky with packs. Um, So shout out to um, uh, Heretic Games and San Bruno. They let me pick the packs, which most shops, you know, never offer. And um, I got some some good cards. Uh, But I will say I only got like one... Decently priced card out of the collectors, which that that collectors alone pack is eighty dollars, man, seventy nine ninety nine. Um, yeah. but the good stuff was from the uh, set boosters. So, right. yeah, so that this a lot of people are kind of up in arms about this set being uh, overly priced, and I agree. Um, like the collectors booster box for, um, you know, like a normal set coming out, like Brothers War or Phyrexia will be one. Like a set uh, or a collector's box has like, I think six packs in it or something. Six packs. I have one right here. Uh, I thought it was like 12 or something. I think it's like six or eight. Uh, 12. Oh, you're right. 12. Okay. So 12 boosters in a collector's and normally it's like $250, right? Which is still a lot of money, right? But um, for this one, um, it's it was like, four packs and it was like two hundred dollars for for a or two hundred and ten dollars or something for a a collector booster box which is insane and then for a set booster box which is normally like a hundred and ten dollars it was like three hundred and thirty dollars 
for 24 packs instead of 36. So it's just overpriced as all hell. Um, I haven't even bought any yet, which is rare for me on a new set coming out. But um, but I'm I, sure I, I will eventually, you know. I mean, I did manage to get a demonic tutor. Yeah, mothering tithe. Mothering tithe, and uh, I'm not going to butcher the name of the Asian inspired card, but it's the one where you get another an extra turn an extra turn um so and then there were some other cards that were like 20 30 40 bucks yeah i definitely got my money back if i sell them which i won't of course but um but it's nice to know you're getting your value out of it right for sure but then again like i like i got nothing amazing out of the collector's pack had i bought only collector packs and got absolutely nothing like i would have been super fucking upset yeah um but yeah, it just goes to show the addiction is it's is hard, man. <laughs> like it's still got him. Yeah, yeah. My uh, um, I haven't bought it yet, but I I, I might today. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I've got, I've got the itch. I've got the itch. My wallet's crying out to be exploited. Now I know you were looking at a at a deck. Which one are you leaning towards? I'm thinking about getting the enchantment deck. Um, I thought you were gonna do the Eldrazi. I really want the Eldrazi too, but like, man, those decks are 80 bucks. And it's like, I, I can't really justify because I don't really. I don't know the cards in there and I don't yeah. know the value of the cards. So I don't know if 80 is reasonable. So, so the, the, uh, the command zone podcast, which is a, a popular magic, the gathering channel. Um, they, they did a breakdown of like the value of the reprinted cards in there. And like, to give you an idea of what's, of what to expect normally like in a normal pre pre-constructed deck like any of the Baldur's gate ones or uh Phyrexia will be one generally speaking in a 40 dollar 40 to 45 dollar commander deck you get about a hundred dollars worth of reprinted magic cards cards of value a hundred dollars so you always get a pretty good value right sometimes you get way more which is great Sometimes you get a little less, which is kind of shitty. You always get about $100. In these ones, which are twice the price, $80 or so for a commander deck, um, the the reprinted values is sitting right around like $150, $160, which is like, like okay, well, it's $150. That's cool. But then if you divide that by half, that means it's only about – $70 if it was a normal pre-constructed deck. So they're just not pumping the value in it. But the way I justify it to myself is one of the new decks I want to build is an Enchantress deck, which cares about how many enchantments you're putting onto the battlefield. And the enchantment pre-constructed deck has a lot of staples in there that you would use for such one such deck. So because I've already I already wanted to build a deck like that, it seems like I can kind of justify it. The Eldrazi one sounds awesome because they're big giant creatures. Eldrazi's are vicious, um, but I don't know. I just I don't foresee that that deck having a really good like rebuilding value. To, you know, to build it with a bunch of other stuff. But it's crazy because the Eldrazi one's more expensive too. Yeah, it's just because it's the first colorless pre constructed deck ever made. So. I don't know. We'll see if I what I end up buying. I might buy both of them. Who knows? <laughs> Such is life of a Magic fan. Uh, my nerdy confession. Um, we won't go into it a whole lot, but uh, Secret Invasion, the new Marvel uh, TV show on Disney Plus, 
is over and done with. And what started off as a very promising show kind of real fizzled out at the end for me. Um, I was not a fan at all of, of the end. Um, and it's, it's real disappointing because like, it seemed like it was set up to be something really cool, but then it just turned into a shitty CGI slugfest at the end. And I was just like, bummer, such a bummer. Now you were, you were a fan of it. You liked it. I, I, I liked it. I mean, I would have, I mean, spoilers, but it's also, it ended what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago or something Some, by this time. Yeah. Like, um, I would have liked to see in the Super Scrolls be, you know, um, actually have the powers of the Fantastic Four. Maybe introduce the, the maybe not even show the Fantastic Four. But like just show the rock hand, the flame hand, and the stretchy, and the visible. Yeah. Like, and oh, and maybe have it be a mystery of how they got it, you know? Yeah. These people, they've been hiding all along, or whatever, you know, they're in a different dimension. There's a lot of ways they could have done it, but um, that was that was a little slight um i got a little bummed because of it but i mean i, I it and it, it did die out a little bit but i was enjoying that it had a huge feel of um uh winter soldier like you know espionage kind of feel with um with uh nick fury which honestly one of my favorite scenes in winter soldier was nick fury in the car getting away from all these guys that were trying to kill him like and that's great yeah there were some parts like that. Um, but I mean, I still, I still enjoyed it because it didn't feel, and I think this is the problem with a lot of the Marvel stuff is it feel, I feel like it's made for people who have like uh, attention deficit disorder, like things have to happen quick or there yeah. need to be jokes every, you know, 10, like the 30 seconds. Uh, and it always feels like they're just trying to copy Ragnarok and this one didn't feel like that. So to me, it was refreshing that they, did something yeah. outside of that equation so i can see that for sure like there, it was definitely a different marvel property than we're used to seeing which is cool um i think the thing that really really bummed it you know really broke the whole thing down for me was you know you have shape-shifting aliens and the whole point of secret invasion is who you don't know who to trust right and there just really wasn't a lot of that in this right like there was no big turns or anything that happened like and again spoilers you know if you haven't seen it shouldn't be listening to this but like one of the big ones is is roadie or uh, war machine turns out to be a scroll right but from the beginning every interaction he had with nick fury he's being an asshole and he's never shown any sort of like animosity towards him before and i'm like oh he's obviously a scroll and so like the reveal didn't really make sense to me, like it wasn't a big shock to me i'm like obviously he was a scroll right and um there was a lot of that where it was like there was no big double crosses or anything there was no big like reveals for me um it was just like a non-stop like oh this guy shows up he's probably a scroll you know it's like okay cool well you know everyone's revealed instantly where it would have been different if like if what if uh you know roadie was helping nick fury along throughout most of the series and then just when you think that fury's got gravic the main bad guy cornered or whatever then roadie double crosses him and reveals he's a scroll that would have been more impactful than what we we saw in the show so it just kind of missed a mark for me but uh you know i think there's other youtube channels out there who who spent a lot of time um dissecting it and stuff so check those guys out um it would have been 
this just kind of missed the mark for me. I hope the next one's better. Okay, well, let's take a quick little break for our ads and whatnot. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was not a disappointment. So while you listen to those ads, make sure you click like and subscribe. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. If you were telling me even like a year ago that there's going to be a new Ninja Turtle animated movie coming to theaters, I would have been like, big whoop-de-doo. No one cares. <laughs> Who cares? Ninja Turtles haven't been good in so long. But I will say I was pleasantly surprised by this one. How, how did, uh, spoiler free for the movie So uh, in the beginning here, how did you like the uh, movie, Christian? It was great, man. Um, it was really good, even with you telling me beforehand that you really enjoyed it. Um, my expectations were high, and it was it was it was great, man. Um, definitely recommend people watching it. Go watch it twice so we can get more great content. Um, fucking Seth Rogen, man, coming out with some bangers, dude. Yeah, this, yeah. I think that's a good point. Is... Having someone who obviously loves the property. Yeah, <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel. You could tell that Seth Rogen is a huge fan of Ninja. He had Turtles. all the same and toys I did, you know. You could tell that Michael Bay didn't even know what a Ninja Turtle was. So. Absolutely, yeah. I think um, without giving anything away uh, right now, I'd say my best review is it's like it's what Enter the Spider Verse was to Spider Man. This movie is to Ninja Turtles. You know, I think it was it was that good, and it it was it like is going to hopefully propel the future of the Ninja Turtles into the future. And we'll, hopefully we'll see a lot of great stuff come from this. But let's get into some spoilers, Christian. Let's talk about the nitty gritty parts of the movie that we liked and even parts that we didn't like if there were a few. Um, but uh, so th this, this movie, basically, it really focuses on the teenage part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? I think a lot of the original cartoon even and the you know the the live action movies and even the michael bay movies all the turtles seemed older than teenaged you know like maybe they were late teens like or whatever but um the the original live action movie they were straight up like fully grown men basically <laughs> and this one they they really have a younger feel to them and um their relationship with splinter is much more of you know, sons and a father than like, you know, ninjas and their master kind of thing. And I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really fun to see that relationship. Um, and then uh, part of the big part about this one is it's they're fighting other mutants led by Superfly, um, <laughs> which is voiced by Ice Cube and his gang of other mutants, which include Bebop and Rocksteady. Um yeah, Wing Turtle Bat. classics or Ding, uh, yeah, Wingman, Wingnut, uh, Wingnut, sorry, Wingnut, wing uh, uh, Mondo, Leatherhead, Mondo Gecko. Uh, what's the Stingray's name? Ray, oh, forgot. Ray Finn or something like that. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know who the voice actor was, but he was great. It was Post Malone. Was it? Yeah, that's why he was singing. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was so good. I was uh, like. 
Mondo like, Gecko is Paul Rudd. Yeah, and see, you beat me too because I was like listening to Mondo and I was like, I know this voice. This is a very likable guy, and he plays a very like even when he was a villain, uh, like yeah. he's a very likable villain. And then it you wasn't go. <laughs> yeah, it was like somewhere towards um the final act when they're fighting the boss. I'm like, that's Paul Rudd. And I leaned over to you know, like it's Paul Rudd, it's Paul Rudd. It's like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, it's definitely Paul Rudd. Definitely Paul Rudd. Yeah, and then uh, Seth Rogen was Bebop, and then yeah. John Cena was Rocksteady. I was surprised because I, I knew, um, you know, Seth Rogen was um, was Bebop. It was definitely obvious. But I was like, who's Rocksteady? I was like, that also sounded kind of similar. I was like, John Cena. I was like, well, I no idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then I think uh, I think Leatherhead was uh, was Rose Byrne, who she she's really funny, too. She's been in a lot of Seth Rogen movies and stuff. You'd know her if you saw her. Um, and the, yeah, it was great. Was, oh, uh, Jackie Chan, we should say. Is oh, Matt. I knew right away as soon as like he started speaking. I was like, "That's Jackie Chan." And so yeah. like, no, it's not. I was like, "That's super Jackie Chan." Dude, <laughs> like, Jackie Chan was so funny in it too. Like the yeah. line had him say, "Like he's like you ratted us out." He's like, "Hey, don't use that word." Not like that. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> it looked like the the whole him like as a single dad and stuff growing these little turtles and stuff although i would say i i I will say it was it was fucking hilarious that they gave him a chinese voice but made him super jewish looking it was fucking hilarious and he had the jufro yeah with the the mustache the mustache and like they did. I love that they uh, they paid you know homage to like the original like outfit with the big shoulder pads, but it was definitely like a dad sweater, like yeah. cardigan that was like cut up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was great. The humor was great. There's a lot of jokes in there that were definitely geared towards an older audience for sure. But then kids would enjoy it too. I think um, the animation style was great. Like it's it's all- crazy. It's crazy the animation style because yes, it had something similar to um spider-verse but it it was very stylized but there were certain parts where the color and the hues were so good that it's like it almost looked real like in particular the action scenes right in the beginning or when the human uh the human bad guys were stealing uh some of the equipment and they they shot it like an like a action film and It was it was really cool. It was crazy. Um, it was good. I'm actually surprised you liked the art style because I thought it had the elements of what you hated in the new Spider Verse. But I I really enjoyed it. I think for me it was it was the fact that it was it was designed to be very like stylized and like very like neon colors and very saturated colors and things like that was fine to me. But like the thing that bo- always bothered me about well, that only bothered me about the second Spider Verse was when you actually saw like the pencil lines on which my- was which was crazy to me because when they were when the turtles were beat up you see almost like pastel or crayon lines of what like their bruises were and i thought i thought you would have disliked that but I, it was cool i don't mind like i don't mind it being you know artist like stylized right it is it is very much a comic book style you know it looks like the back of a cereal box or something right but the like specifically when there's pencil lines that float out in front of the person's body, that's what kind of, 
I was like, I don't like that. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird, it's a visceral reaction that I had to the the newest Spider Verse, and and I didn't see that in the first Spider Verse, no. you know. Um, but like, I do like, <clears throat> you know, how like the further out in the city you are, the less like focused and defined everything is. That that to me, I thought was cool. Um, you know, and you're right. I think it, it in certain scenes it did almost look um like realistic. It almost looked like a weird claymation or something. Yeah. It was um, really, it was really dope. Yeah. I thought I thought they did a great job. Um and I think they also did a good job not focusing on not focusing on the shredder from the beginning. Yeah. Um because like that's I think that's the same way that a lot of Batman movies go wrong is it's always about Batman and the Joker, right? And it doesn't always have to be, you know, like we know there's other bad guys out there. The Ninja Turtles have, you know, again, that 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 original show, the the cartoon show based off the comic books was like it was made to sell toys. You know what I mean? And so there's this huge backlog of different villains. And I think focusing on um, some of the other weird mutants out there, I think, was a cool choice. And. You know, now, yes, at the end, there was a little, um, you know, teaser for the Shredder coming in in the next movie or show or whatever, but um, it, not focusing on him. Because, like, if you beat the Shredder in, in the first outing, he's he doesn't make him seem like that big of a bad guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm glad they focused on other stuff for sure. I was pleasantly surprised um, when I, I didn't see uh, – we're doing spoilers, right? Yeah. <laughs> So the big um, bat or what Ice Cube had turned into uh, towards the end, I had no idea that was coming because when they were fighting him uh, inside, what would obviously to me seemed obviously the Technodrome because um, it had like all the elements, the hole and the um, the little laser that was shooting out. But when they were fighting him there, and even even Splinter sees like, oh, I was wrong, like I was being similar to him to Superfly. Right. And I was like, well, this is the end of the film. I was like, well, it was great. You know, it was it was like, you know, I would have wished for a more epic fight, but it was cool. It had a nice message. And then it just completely, I was like, oh, yeah. did not fucking see that coming. That's fucking awesome. So. It, was so, it was so good. And uh, <laughs> when he gets shot with the anti-mutant thing and hits him in the leg. He's like, one horse. One horse? I don't need that horse. <laughs> It was so good. Yeah, it was um I, I like that they kind of like they didn't settle for like a basic kids movie ending to it. It got like it got more epic towards the end. And um, you know, I, I love the chick that they got to play uh April O'Neil. I thought that she's was from, she's from the bear. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. is it it's it's the um the uh, chef. Yeah, the the second in command chef. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was great. I thought that was awesome. Um I like that they were going to Eastman High, you know, and then there was a, a Laird sign earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastman and Laird are the guys who wrote the original Ninja Turtles. I think Kevin Eastman was one of the background voices too in for one of the characters. I saw his name in the credits. But yeah, it, it was a great show, man. It was, it, And like, um, they've already announced now that there's going to be a sequel movie, but also a sequel TV show, right? Yeah, and a show. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where they go with this. You know, like there's there's such a rich lore in the Ninja Turtles, you know, ethos, mythos, um, that I think that they have a lot 
they can go a lot of different places. I will say, if I had one critique, is that Bebop and Rocksteady turning good at the end was a mistake, I think. Because hmm. they're like they are like classic Ninja Turtle henchmen who who never really joined over the good side. Maybe they did in some. I think it's still flip. You know, you never know. Yeah, I just think it was it, that that was the only part of the movie that kind of took me out of it. I'm like, well, they're on their side now. Like it would be different if they they're like, no, nah, we're gonna stand by Superfly, and all the other guys help the turtles. I'm okay with that. But um, and then they like bitch out at the end and run away or something. But now you know they're living with Splinter and stuff. I was just like, I don't like that part. That was the one part that felt kind of weird for me. You have any uh, critiques of the? Of you the- know my my initial gut reaction when they were doing um, the backstory, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, they're not doing the original. He's from Japan, right? And and. Um, you know, they he didn't teach the ninjutsu from what he learned from his his owner. And but I I was like because it reminded me of the Michael Bay mistake that was so bad. But in this one, they did it well because like we said earlier, like you can tell Seth Rogan is a, an actual like fan of the property and loved it, that it was done well and it just suited it just it made the story so much better and what they were going for. And also like the current the cartoon that we grew up with that we love was different than the comics the comics were very dark and it's just like each rendition is for that generation you know it's like that 90s attitude you know ninja trails that was that was us and this one you know i was like this is for the next generation you know it's it's, it's moving on to the <clears> next group <throat> of kids and it's like um it was done well that it was it was it was easy to move past, but a yeah. knee-jerk reaction was just like, oh, they're not doing that. And then I was like, no, it makes sense. And it was it was done really funny, you know, and it yeah. made sense when Splinter takes them out into the world and everyone's like, ah, fucking freaks. That's yeah. not a Jewish guy with ugly kids. That's a fucking rat, you know? It's yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, the it's okay for me for things to evolve. And I think <clears throat> I think that's one thing that a lot of nerds have a hard time with is watching a property that they grew up with change with the modern generation. Right. And I think if it's done poorly, it can be very hard. Right. If it's, you know um, if they, they completely change like the, like the He-Man Kevin Smith one was a perfect example. Right. Where it's like, they, they completely change what He-Man is about to to fit what they think the modern generation wants to hear but it's like well like it's okay for it to evolve but let's still make it about he-man if it's called masters of the universe you know that sort of thing and i think while some of the details were changed in this one it's still very much about that relationship between this adopted father and these four young you know turtles who you know learning ninjutsu and fighting against the force of evil and searching for their place in the world kind of thing. I think the spirit of it is still there and it it's close enough where it, <clears throat> it respects the original content and it's different enough where it keeps it fresh and exciting, you know? I mean, and it definitely worked like um, those turtles were obviously fucking nerdy kids that just wanted to fit in, you right. know? And like, it, you know, who <laughs> the fuck didn't want that growing up as a nerd? Like, I just want to fit in, man. Like right. I just want to fit in with the crowd. 
Exactly. And uh, it definitely. Want to be a kid. Yeah, I just want to be a fucking kid, man. And it definitely it had a message, and it definitely worked. You could tell, like, oh, Seth Rogen was probably picked on. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted to fucking fit in, and this is the story he's telling, man. Yeah. Um, and it was it was well done, dude. Like, she's gonna be mad for me saying this, but Sabrina cried like twice. Like, watch this yeah. thing. They just wanted to fit in. They just <laughs> yeah. wanted to be like. They're yeah. such, they were such good boys. Like that's all they were. <laughs> when he has the pizza party for them at the end. Oh, that was that that Chris part. Pine. Oh. Yeah. All the Chris's. Was, was, or uh, or when he thinks they're coming home and it's everyone. Oh, are you guys done being mad at me? It's like, oh, he just he just wanted his boys home. That's all he wanted. I know. I know. I loved it. I loved everybody. And, or and when, I mean, when when he shows up to save them, he's like, I'm here to save you, even though you lied to me. <laughs> Jackie Chan killed it on that that role. It was so good. Um, I even loved when he's doing when he's fighting. He was using his environment and getting hit. They did it like how he fights in his movies. It was it was so well done. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was great. It could, <clears throat> everyone needs to go out and see it um, and support the movie because it's rare that we get something like this where. It <clears throat> meets and exceeds all expectations, and you know, we we gotta support movies like that when they come out, like Spider Verse, you know, because we want to see more of that stuff. We don't want to see more Michael Bay bullshit, right? You know, we want to see stuff where it's like adapting the stuff we like by people who obviously liked it too, and that's I mean that's all you can really ask for in movies and stuff. So well, right now we're probably gonna get more Barbie movies because it's. <laughs> Killing yeah. it out there. I haven't seen it, but I'm actually because it's doing so well. I'm like, fuck, maybe I should go watch Barbie. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, for sure. Let like, let's do it. Like, you know, just because like I was not into Barbie doesn't mean there's not a whole generation of girls out there and boys. Yeah, I'm sure there's some too that grew up with that, and to see that in movie form, you know, there is has been a dream of theirs, kind of thing. Even if they didn't know it, right? So I'm all for it. You know, I I, I haven't seen it yet either, but. um you know, I will be watching it eventually to kind of see what all the hype's about. Because, you know, it, if something's good, it should be rewarded for being good. You know, it's like, you know, movies with with the way movies have been going the past few years since COVID, it's like we got to support the ones that are good because, you know, we want more. I don't want movies to go away, you know, and, and if we people stay out of the theaters, you know, there's very little motivation for them to keep putting them out good movies you know well, so. hopefully uh, the writer's strike will fucking end soon i don't know i don't know what we can do to help but uh <laughs> yeah i think you know it's just it, it it's tough because like the studios just need to pay people a living wage and you know until that gets settled you know the people who are suffering are the writers who are already suffering and then us as the fans the studio heads, they're still making money. They're still making their money off of me with Netflix, my Netflix <laughs> subscription every month because it's too much of a pain in the ass to cancel it and then have to re-sign up for it, you know? So Yeah, because Deadpool got pushed back. Everything uh, got pushed back. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Raven the Hunter, your favorite movie, is pushed back like a year. Oh, so, so bummed out by it. Yeah, but... The only hope that I had is at least they're introducing him and maybe they will insert these characters into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, into, you know, the Tom Holland movies, and then, you know, Marvel series will just fix them. <laughs> like they did Garfield, you know? So um, we'll see. 
don't know. We'll see. Let us know what you guys thought. If you saw Ninja Turtles, drop it down in the comments. Did you like the movie? What was your favorite mutant in it? Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure while you're down there, you like and subscribe. Click all the little buttons that they ask you to. And then check out patreon.com slash nerds with friends. Help support the show today. And let us know if you like these shorter episodes. Uh, it's a new thing we're trying out. Try to make sure that we're releasing episodes on a regular basis. So let us know if you like it. We do love hearing from you guys. Um, and uh, we'll we'll see you guys again next week. Christian, thanks for being the, uh, which Ninja Turtle do you want to be? <laughs> I've always, you know, younger me would have identified more with Ralph. Um, Ralph? No, with these. Who's Ralph? Yeah, man. Raphael. Raphael? <laughs> Raphael. He was always, you know, the, the angry one. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah little angry kid now i don't know maybe guess donatello he he's probably the most chill one right the more probably probably yeah well thanks for being the donatello to my michelangelo with all the nerds out there remember you're not alone you're with friends cowabunga dude have a good one